This is Draymond Green. You're listening to Mr. T on KNBR 680. Deep Sports League. Curry takes five lead. Foul line rotation. Draymond Green. It's a three and it's good. Golden State with a 10-point lead. After trailing by 13, it's 81-71. Ray Radder, Tom Tolbert with you. Our pleasure to welcome to the show, and we will be welcoming to the show for the next few weeks, I believe, Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. Draymond, what's going on, man? Oh, nothing much, man. How's it going? Going good. Thank you for joining the program. Thanks for having me. Oh, we appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, talk a little bit about the first month of the season as a rookie, and trying to get used to playing every other night, every third night. I mean, you're being asked to do a lot of things, especially defensively guard multiple positions. So it's not just like go out there and play the four. Talk about everything you're going through as a rookie and trying to assimilate into the NBA game. Oh, definitely. First off, I mean, just I think with any rookie, it's first off adjusting to the schedule, you know, the travel, the the time in between travel, the time in between games. I think that's the most important thing for any rookie because no matter what college you went to, whether it's Michigan State, you know, whether it's North Carolina, Vanderbilt, or Old Dominion, regardless, no college prepares you for that type of travel and that type of schedule. So I think that was the most important thing for me and for the, for my fellow rookies is you know trying to adjust to the schedule and, and just get that down. And I think we've been doing a pretty good job of that as well. Um, and as far as playing, I mean, going out there and I remember when I first when I first started playing, coming off the injury, my first preseason game, I went over all the plays with Coach Herman and Coach Malone, and we went over everything at the four. As soon as I got in the game, I got put in at the three. And so it's just <laughs> basically knowing, making sure that I know all those positions, know, know, know both positions, know the plays, at those positions, and also knowing the defensive scheme, because with every every position, you you can possibly be doing something different in the scheme. So I think it's just the most important thing is just making sure that I'm paying attention to both positions or any position that I may play, as opposed to just paying to attention to one position. Okay, so you go through one, two, three, four, five games. Your first five games, you start off 0 for 9. Are you thinking to yourself, goodness gracious, can I get a layup in here somewhere? Yes, I'm like, I need to get a layup, get something to get myself going. And it's like, come on, like every shot I shoot, it was short. You know, I ever bought a couple, and of course my legs wasn't back under me. Mm-hmm. And I think the worst thing that happened to me was making my very first basket when I got into my first preseason game. Yep. And But, you know, I think it was just, you know, it was just a process. And once I got that first one to go down, I've seen a few more go down. I still have a little, little ways to go and room to improve. But it was definitely a great feeling seeing that first one go down. I try to tell people that even at that level, confidence is so important, especially for guys that may play anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes. If you're a superstar, you know you're getting 20 shots a game. And if you miss seven in a row, no big deal because you're still going to get the ball. You're still playing 34, 35 minutes. But for guys, and you had a similar role to what I had when I played at Golden State, although I didn't guard as many positions you did, I certainly played a lot of different positions offensively. It's 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 going in there and knowing that if you do certain things, you're allowed to play through 
a couple mistakes here and there. And until you actually get to that point, you can't help but press a little bit, can you? Definitely, definitely. I mean, especially going in that first, you know, I've you know, I've grown to know that Coach Jackson isn't a coach that's just going to pull you off for any little mistake. Mm-hmm. But going into it, you don't know that, you know, so you're going in pressing, you know, trying to do everything right, trying not to make a mistake. And confidence is definitely one of the most important things for guys like myself and in the position that I'm in. You know, you go in and you may get one shot. And the pressure is on you to make that one shot. And then when you don't make it, you can kind of get down on yourself. So to start the season off 0 for 9, it looks like, man, this guy can't hit a shot. Mm-hmm. But you come in the game and you get one shot. Then the next game you might get two. Then the next game you might get one. So I think confidence, you know, as far as that aspect is very important. And, you know, defensively as well, you know, having the faith to know that I can guard these guys or, you know, I'm going to go in and, I know if I get beat, my teammate is right there behind me. Or I know I got to be there if my teammate get beat. So I think it works offensively and defensively. And I think confidence is one of the biggest parts of playing a role to where you're playing somewhere for 10 to 20 minutes. Um, when you you had your first big minutes game uh, in Oklahoma City, I think you played 25. And the next night, Dallas, I think you played about the same amount of time. Was there a part of you going... God, guys do this every night. I mean, this seems like this seems like quite a load. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, playing those this first couple games, playing twenty five minutes, it's like, man, you know, you got some guys who come out here, Steph Curry, and play thirty nine and 40, 44, You know, so you just try to definitely put yourself in that mindset to where you know you're doing whatever it is that you have to do to make sure you're getting the proper recovery. Because regardless of who you are. At some point, your body's going to get tired. So you just try to limit that by doing the, you know, eating the right way, stretching, doing all those things to do proper recovery. But at the same time, when when I was when I played those two games back to back, twenty five minutes, it was definitely a wake up call. Like wow, you know, that was twenty five minutes, which is fifty in between two games. I think those two games, Steph Curry might have played eighty three minutes. <laughs> so it's a big difference from where you're trying to work to. Well, you certainly, I mean, a lot of guys, especially young guys, it takes a while not only to assimilate to the NBA, but understand what it takes to get ready for a schedule, what it takes to get ready for games. I mean, you mentioned diet, you mentioned stretching, which it took me, I don't even know if I ever figured out stretching. I mean, I don't stretch now. I don't even think I stretched in the NBA. And there were a few few seasons with Golden State. I got ready for games with a massive bowl of Cocoa Puffs, and I'm pretty sure that probably wasn't the best pregame meal, but, you know, I was living by myself, and I had milk, and I had Cocoa Puffs, so I figured, you know, I didn't want to be hungry before the game. Is that something you talk to veterans about, you figured out on your own, that, look, this is going to be a long season, and I, I need to take care of my body? Because sometimes it takes rookies quite a while to figure that out. Definitely talk to the vets about that. You know, you always see David Lee, you know, every day with strength and conditioning coach, getting stressed, doing all these you know, just little exercises to keep your core strong, get your core stronger, and all those different things. And then, you know, talking to a guy like, excuse me, a guy like Richard Jefferson, you know, who's always talking to me about what I'm eating and, you know, the proper things that you should be eating to do this, to put on weight, to gain weight, whatever your case is, you know, to make sure you're getting the proper recovery. And our our staff as well. But, you know, that's definitely something that I've, I've talked to the vets a lot about a lot. Talking to Draymond Green here on KMBR. He'll be joining us every Tuesday for the next 
at least the next few weeks. Talk a little bit about your game, Draymond, because I mentioned the shooting, but the rebounding. There was a stretch of six games. He had 32 rebounds, and 26 minutes was the most you've played. You've had some nice assists. You've guarded multiple positions. Is that something that comes naturally to you? You take pride in the fact that, you know what, I may not be great at one thing, but there's a lot of things I can do on a basketball court to help a team win. Oh, that's definitely something I take pride in. You know, I'm not this super fast guy or super high jumper or this great shooter, but I can knock down the shot. You know, I'm not super fast, but I can keep up. You know, I'm not this great jumper, but I can go get a rebound. You know, so that's definitely something that, that I take pride in. And, you know, it's sometimes it's not all about who's the who's the fastest or the tallest or the highest jumper. You know, so basketball is a game of angles. So uh Taking proper angles is about that. Having just a will to go get the ball. You know, I think one thing I've learned over the years is if you want rebound, is all about who wants the ball more. You know, because you're going to have a few rebounds that may fall in your hands if you play so many minutes. But whoever wants the ball more is going to end up with the most rebounds because it's simply about who's going to do whatever it takes to go get the ball. So, you know, I think the majority of those things is just having the will and want to do something. You know, of course, like with my passing and all those different things, um, I think having a a pretty decent basketball IQ definitely helps Mm -hmm. me out with that and and just put me in a position to, you know, see different things, you know, having pretty good court vision and just trying, basically seeing seeing plays before it even happened, you know, trying trying to see what's going on what's about to be the next move after this first pass? You know, what's the next pass? Or, you know, what should the next pass be? Or if I see the ball coming to me, you know, just skim the court real fast to see if somebody else might be open when I catch it. Or if, if his guy's going to rotate to me, I know he's going to be open. So it's just about thinking thinking the game and trying to think the next situations. And, I mean, of course, when you think like that, sometimes it'll get you in trouble. But for majority, for most of the time, it works out pretty good. Yeah, we talk about it all the time here, being mm-hmm. ahead of the game. I mean, being ahead, seeing ahead of the game, not being in the game. And just real quick, Ray, I wanted to – I love what you said about angles. I really do because it doesn't get talked about a lot. We talk about it in football a lot, especially tackling angles. But in basketball, there's so many angles that are involved in a game, it's passing angles. It's posting up the right way so there is a passing lane. There's an angle in which you set a pick that makes it more effective than others. There's an angle in which you make a defensive rotation which makes it more efficient than others. There are certain angles you can take when coming off a screen to make yourself more available to someone to pass to you. And I don't know if I've had anybody really talk about the angles of basketball before, but I've always thought angles in, in a lot of sports are very, very important is that something that coach Izzo taught you something that just in playing you notice that you know if you take certain angles and do things a certain way things can be done more efficiently I mean you know you definitely pick up some of that stuff from a guy like coach Izzo and I mean it's really just being a student of the game you know mm-hmm. you know that the proper angles that you need to take and you know it also makes your game more efficient as well you know if I take this right angle on this drive to the rim you know, I'm probably going to cut my defender off from being able to get back in front of me. Or, you know, if I throw this, this ball on the right angle, you know, the defense can't get it. You know, if I slide at the right angle, my guy isn't going to pass. If I wedge this guy and get an angle for the offensive rebound, he's not going to be able to get it no matter how high he jumps. So, so I think that's something that, you know, not being one of the most athletic guys, 
it's something that I definitely had to figure out in order to make it and, you know, get to this position. Because, you know, when you're not blessed with some things and you're blessed with other things, you have to put those things to, and use them to your advantage. And so that's just what I try to do, you know, something, some little things that I always try to pay attention to. It's just the proper angles that I take. You know, if I go running up on a guy and not take the right angle on Russell Westbrook, he's probably going to blow right by me. And so you just got to know the proper, the angles that you have to take and they, they vary for everybody because, you know, this guy might not have to take the same angle as me because he's faster. Mm-hmm. Or this guy may not have to take the same angle because he's stronger. He jump higher. So, I mean, I think it varies for everybody, but I think it should be, and I'm sure it is, an important piece to every one game. Can, I mean, very quickly, can you put into words how much faster you have to think the game, how much faster you have to figure out what the right angle is, um, just the difference in speed for decision making. Not so much, you know, that Russell Westbrook is faster than anybody you've ever seen in college, but how much faster do you have to think the game than you did in college? Uh, I think, you know, in college, you kind of you got a second to think about something. You know, so I I got a second to think about, you know, if I'm going to take this angle, or take that angle. In the NBA, you probably got a split second. You know, it's just it's so much faster. To where you don't have much time to just think. think. You got to think on the go and think on the fly because things are happening so happening so fast. You know, by time by time the guy, a guy bringing it up the court get across half court, it's probably 19, 18, 19 seconds left on the shot clock. So you're already trying to get in the play and, and get a good shot or you know defensively, whatever it is. You just have to think about everything so much faster because it's a completely different pace to the game. And, you know, growing up on TV and watching the NBA, it's like, man, those guys aren't moving that fast. Or, you know, they're playing at a slow pace. So they're not playing that fast. And then you watch college and you got the – you got people – first off, you got people running crazy. You got some guys running like chickens with their head cut off. Then you got the crowds going crazy and the crowds jumping. And you tend to think, like, man, college is a lot faster than the NBA. And as you grow older and get closer and closer and get to it, you're like, man. This game is way faster than college, but you can't. It's not something that you can can really see if you you know not around the game every day. Hey Draymond, really appreciate the time. It's going to be a lot of fun talking to you over the next few weeks. Best of luck on this long road trip. Uh, be safe. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Draymond. Appreciate it.